Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Tonight, a warning about the prospect of a nuclear confrontation. President Biden claims the world is closer to the use of nuclear weapons than at any time since the Cuban Missile Crisis. The president says he's taking Vladimir Putin seriously when the Russian leader talks about using nuclear weapons. President Zelensky responds to Putin's threat. I think that it's dangerous even to speak about it. CBS's Major Garrett reports from the White House, plus David Martin from the Pentagon on Putin's nuclear capabilities and how the U.S. might respond to a nuclear strike. New York City's state of emergency. The nation's largest city is overwhelmed by the influx of migrants. Tanya Rivera reports on what the mayor is now demanding. It should be handled at the border. The economy and inflation. Monthly jobs numbers remain strong, but higher prices are already impacting the holiday shopping season. Carter Evans has what you need to know. And on the road, CBS's Steve Hartman has the story of how a small act of kindness changed a community forever. is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting tonight from New York. Good evening and thank you for joining us. I'm John Dickerson in for Nora. Tonight, President Biden warns the world that we are closer to a nuclear conflict than at any point since the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1962. The White House advised there is no new information that Russia is planning an imminent nuclear attack on Ukraine. But the president's remarks demonstrate that the U.S. is taking Vladimir Putin's threat seriously, especially as events continue to turn against him in Ukraine. Russia's military continues to lose ground, and Russia is losing military-age men as they flee the country to avoid the draft. Putin has repeatedly reminded the West that nuclear weapons are one of his options in Ukraine. Major Garrett will start us off tonight from the White House. Good evening, Major. Good evening, John. A midterm election is coming and voter concern about stability and continuity in times of crisis might emerge as an issue. Even so, experts we talked to said the risk of Russia using a nuclear weapon in Ukraine is higher. 
in no small measure because senior Russian leaders have said they reserve the right to use their most dangerous weapons, and they're not bluffing. President Biden ignored questions on his way to a speech in Maryland this morning after warning in stark terms of possible nuclear annihilation. We have not faced the prospect of Armageddon since Kennedy and the Cuban Missile Crisis, the president said at a private fundraiser. I don't think there's any such thing as the ability to easily use a tactical nuclear weapon and not end up with Armageddon. Mr. Biden said Russian President Vladimir Putin, having sustained multiple military setbacks in Ukraine, has no clear end game. Where does he find a way out? Where does he find himself where he does not only lose face, but significant power? Putin has warned recently he might use weapons of mass destruction. The White House said today there is no new intelligence suggesting Russia is taking steps to deploy battlefield nuclear weapons in Ukraine. Does this feel like hype to you from the president? Well, I just think it's unwise more than hype. H.R. McMaster served as national security advisor to President Trump. It kind of plays right into Putin's hands. You know, this is all Putin can do now is rattle his nuclear saber. And I think he has to know that if he uses a nuclear weapon, uh, the consequences would be unbearable for him. In an interview with the BBC, Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky said talk of nuclear warfare should startle the world. They don't know if they will use or they will not use. I think that it's dangerous even to speak about it. Putin is leading the world to the precipice of a nuclear war. Mike McCall is the top Republican on the House Foreign Affairs Committee. I think every nation uh, in, in the United Nations needs to warn Putin this will not be tolerated, including the nations that have stayed on the sidelines. In this tense atmosphere, the Biden administration announced this week it was purchasing larger quantities of a drug used to treat patients in case of a nuclear or radiological emergency. The Department of Health and Human Services said this move was part of an ongoing and, quote, long-planned, unquote, preparation strategy. John? Major Garrett at the White House. Thank you, Major. With each humiliating loss on the battlefield, military experts worry Putin might lash out with chemical or tactical nuclear weapons. For more on what that would mean, here's CBS's David Martin. Russia could launch short-range nuclear weapons against Ukraine from aircraft, from the sea, or from the ground. Here's what it looked like back in the 1950s when the U.S. Army fired a nuclear artillery shell into the desert. So how powerful are they? Very wide range, everything from down to one kiloton, up to tens of kiloton. The atomic bomb which leveled Hiroshima was 15 kilotons. Russia has between 1,000 and 2,000 short-range nuclear weapons at storage sites around the country, including one close to the Ukrainian border. So they would first have to be brought out of the bunker and then flown to the unit where they attach it to the launcher. What would the United States do once a nuclear weapon went off? I think that our response would be to attempt to de-escalate. Retired Major General Heidi Brown is a former director of operations for U.S. Strategic Command. In the war games that you've played, when the other side uses a nuclear weapon and the U.S. tries to de-escalate, does it work? It eventually works, but it's a game. Fears of a real Armageddon are likely to grow if Russia goes ahead with a nuclear exercise expected to begin the middle of this month. The last time Russia conducted this particular exercise was earlier this year, 
just before Putin invaded Ukraine. John? David Martin at the Pentagon. Thank you, David. There is more fallout tonight over the police response to the Uvalde school massacre. The entire school district's police force was suspended today. This follows the firing of a school resource officer yesterday who was among hundreds of officers who hesitated to confront the shooter who killed 19 children and two teachers. Tonight, CBS News has confirmed the Department of Justice believes that former President Donald Trump might still possess classified documents that he removed from the White House during his final days in office. CBS's Scott McFarland joins us from Washington. Scott, good evening. What can you tell us? John, nearly two months to the day after the FBI seized those records from Mar-a-Lago, there is still concern documents are missing. That's according to an official familiar with the investigation. The Department of Justice in court filing says nearly 50 folders marked classified were empty. And the National Archives has notified Congress it still hasn't received records that should have been returned by the Trump administration when the former president left office. All of this raises the stakes for the ongoing legal dispute between the Trump team and the Department of Justice, the next battle of which is set for next week at the U.S. Supreme Court which Trump has asked to intervene to block agents from reviewing some of those seized records. The Department of Justice response to the high court is due Tuesday, John. Scott McFarland in Washington. Here in New York City today, the mayor declared a state of emergency to deal with the busloads of asylum seekers who've been sent to the Big Apple from the southern border. And now the mayor is asking for a billion dollars to care for the migrants. More now from CBS's Tanya Rivero. Once the asylum seekers from today's buses are provided shelter, we will surpass the highest number of people in recorded history in our city's shelter system. New York Mayor Eric Adams says the city is straining to house more than 61,000 people in its shelter system. Since April, Mayor Adams says more than 17,000 asylum seekers have been bused to New York from southern states like Texas, Florida, and Arizona. The city is moving forward with a temporary tent shelter on Randall's Island in the East River. 42 hotels are already being used as emergency shelters. Texas Governor Greg Abbott acknowledges busing over 3,000 migrants to New York City. What is an embarrassment is this. It's the hypocrisy of the liberal elite in places like New York, Washington, D.C., and elsewhere, where they have self-declared themselves to be sanctuary cities. Abbott's migrant buses cost Texas more than $18 million, while Adams says the numbers of asylum seekers in New York could soon swell to 100,000. The asylum seekers arriving here need more than a hot meal or a bed for a night. Being placed on a bus. Murad Awade is with the New York Immigration Coalition. The city obviously cannot shoulder this on their own, and we need the federal government to step up. Today, Mayor Adams criticized Governor Abbott for failing to coordinate with him on the asylum seeker relocations, and he called on Abbott to stop busing them north. John. Tanya Rivera in New York for us. Thank you, Tanya. Turning to the economy now, strong jobs numbers were a bad sign for investors who fear the Federal Reserve will think the economy needs more cooling through higher interest rates. All three major indexes were down, with the Dow falling more than 600 points. The tech-heavy Nasdaq was off almost 4%. On the labor front, employers added 236,000 jobs in September, and the unemployment rate dropped 
to 3.5%. Hourly wages increased 10 cents in the last month and are up $1.54 from a year ago. And while wages are up, that's not enough to keep up with the record rise in inflation that has consumers looking for the best deals and retailers are eager to compete for their dollars. Here is CBS's Carter Evans with tonight's Money Watch. Forget about Black Friday. Holiday shoppers are already hunting for the best deals. This is marked down from $3.99 to $2.99. Half of this year's gift givers say they plan to start shopping by the end of October. That's why Target rolled out its Deal Days event this week, slashing prices up to 50%, timed just days ahead of Amazon's highly anticipated prime early access sale. It almost seems like an arms race. Retailers definitely have an arms race to reach shoppers while a shopper still has her or his money to spend on holiday items. Surveys show 40% of holiday shoppers say inflation will impact their purchases this year, with many choosing to buy fewer gifts and at a discount. What items are consumers going to find the best deals? Clothing will be deeply discounted. Consumer electronics, uh, TVs, consumer audio and books. Amazon just announced it's hiring 150,000 workers ahead of the holiday rush, but Walmart's only hiring 40,000 because it's already staffed with more permanent positions this year, a trend that's expected to continue. Companies still need a lot of extra help during the holidays, but this in this scenario, some companies are going to be asking people to stay. How can you compete? We cannot. For some small business owners like Alan Harikian, the holiday outlook is bleak. His family owned Spears TV for more than 30 years, but he says big box retailers have made it harder for his shop to get popular TVs, and he can't compete with their low prices. If I buy a Samsung TV, let's say for $500, a week later, Amazon or Best Buy is selling it for $399. So I've lost $100. So it just doesn't make sense. So what happens to this business? Uh, it's going to go out of business. So, yeah. He told us he won't be able to keep his doors open beyond the end of the month, which is really too bad because a new survey from the National Retail Federation suggests holiday shoppers are ready to get back out there after COVID, and many say they want to shop in person. John? Carter Evans, thank you. And now to the midterm elections. They're just over a month away. North Carolina is an outlier in the South. When it comes to abortion rights, one clinic there is seeing a flood of patients from states that have banned or restricted the procedure. CBS's Caitlin Huey Burns reports on how the debate over abortion access is affecting voters. In our series, America Decides. A lot of patients are coming here, especially from Louisiana and Texas. Kelly Flynn runs a woman's choice clinic in Raleigh, North Carolina. She says since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, the majority of her patients are now coming from out of state. We just helped a patient from Alabama last week. They drove a 10 and a half hour trip. 10 and a half hours mm-hmm. each way. It's an issue resonating with Democratic voters. You just pray that it doesn't happen here, but it's definitely a, a real possibility if people don't come out and vote. The fate of abortion access here in North Carolina all depends on what happens in the legislature. Republicans have a majority there, but they don't yet have enough seats to override a veto from the Democratic governor. That could all change after November's elections. Fight hard for the constitutional protected right to abortion. It's also tightening the campaign for an open U.S. Senate seat long held by Republicans. Democratic nominee Sherry Beasley hopes the stakes will drive voter turnout. Even in the smallest rural communities, 
uh, regardless of party affiliation, people want to talk about abortion access. I'm going to work and I'm going to vote to stop inflation. Beasley's opponent, Congressman Ted Budd, supports federal abortion restrictions, but believes the election will hinge on the economy. Republican pollster Paul Shoemaker says there's little upside for GOP candidates to engage on the issue of abortion. Keep the discussion about the economy. Don't have the discussion about the abortion issue because, quite frankly, he runs a risk of stepping on his base enthusiasm for turning out. And turnout will be key in a tight race with the balance of power on the line. Caitlin Huey Burns, CBS News, Raleigh, North Carolina. The search for victims continues. In the aftermath of Hurricane Ian, we'll have an update on storm-ravaged Florida when we return. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. More than a week after Hurricane Ian made landfall on Florida's southwest coast, rescue crews are still going door-to-door in search of victims. At least 127 people have been killed, while hundreds of thousands have had their lives changed forever by the storm. More than 100,000 customers are still without electricity, and for some it could be at least a month before power is fully restored. In a rebuke to Vladimir Putin's war on Ukraine, this year's Nobel Peace Prize is being shared among three champions of human rights, democracy, and peaceful coexistence. We learned today the Peace Prize will be awarded to a human rights organization called Memorial. Also receiving the honor is the Ukrainian Center for Civil Liberties and an activist jailed in Russian-allied Belarus. On the Road is next with an act of kindness straight from the heart. Sometimes a small act of kindness can have enormous impact. Steve Hartman found an example on the road. Amazing grace, how sweet After a Richmond, Indiana police officer was shot in the line of duty days before her wedding, the whole community grieved deeply. 28-year-old officer Sierra Burton was beloved. So the idea that anything good could ever come from her passing was unimaginable. Until one day a stranger walked into the department. He held in his hand a white envelope and inside a sliver of hope. To information clerk Charlotte Jones, the man appeared to be homeless. And I told him, I said, this is like the most amazing gift that we have gotten. 
Inside the envelope, eight crumpled up $1 bills and a note that read, People from the street. He accepted a hug, but insisted on no other recognition. The man didn't give his name, but he said Officer Burton was kind and would often check in on the homeless. So he took up a collection and got donations from people on the street, people with virtually nothing to give. They gave that knowing they don't know if they're going to have another dollar tomorrow. Richmond Police Lieutenant Donnie Benedict. That is as genuine as you're gonna get. I mean, that $8 was like $8 million. We'll never know exactly who all gave or why. Those answers are hiding beneath the brush and underpasses of Richmond. But by all accounts, Sierra Burton was generous and fair, with a face that always defaulted to a smile. Does it surprise you at all that Absolutely people not. on the street? Not at all, not with her, no. Officer Amy Miller was Sierra's stepmom. What do you hope comes from all this? People don't forget who she was. And this is part of who she was. In Sierra's honor, donations for the homeless are already pouring in. But for the department, the greatest gift will always be that simple white envelope. There's hope out there. There are people out there who, who will give everything. Both those in the line of duty and those they serve. Steve Hartman, On the Road, in Richmond, Indiana. Generosity is contagious. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Sunday on Face the Nation, guests include both candidates in the tight race for governor in Arizona, Carrie Lake and Kitty Hobbs, plus a new CBS Battleground Tracker poll in Michigan and Wisconsin. That's the CBS Evening News for tonight. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm John Dickerson in New York. Good night. Have a great weekend. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? 
Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them? and not the man pulling the strings. Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.